0: This is Justin, and today I'm ha- doing an interview with former MIT Anime Club member Jennifer Fu. Uh, nice to uh, talk to you today, Jen- uh, Jennifer.
1: Hello, thanks for having me.
0: Sure. So, let's just uh, start things off a little bit light. Uh, what anime have you been uh, keeping up with this winter season? Uh, anything sent out to you, or didn't send out to you? <laughs>
1: uh, well, as usual, uh, my number one is Space Brothers. Uh, it's just you know, it's it's almost at a hundred episodes now, but Uh, It's almost always been my number one show uh, for every season that it's been running, um, and it continues to be fantastic. Um, I'm sad to hear that it might be ending soon, at least for now. Uh, Aside from that, uh, I love Nagi to Asuka, the second core of it. Uh, I think it's been improving a lot from first core. It's very dramatic uh, and sad at times, but uh, that's the kind of stuff I really
0: like. Just like (laughs) every other Mario Kart show, right? (laughs)
1: <laughs> exactly. I still haven't. It still hasn't like made me Anohana yet, but I'm hoping for it. So we'll see. Um, aside from that, uh, I'm behind on a lot of stuff. But uh, Space Dandy is awesome. Uh, Noragami is really excellent. A lot better than I would have thought for sort of a shonen action supernatural type thing. Um, I also really like Inari Konkon uh, Inari Konkon Koi Iroha, uh, which is. Uh, it looks like a shojo manga. It's actually seinen, which is kind of weird if you look at the art style and stuff it looks uh, it reads a lot like uh or, or sorry it views a lot i should say um like uh, like like super cutesy middle school uh girl romance with supernatural elements but it has a little bit of a charm it's kind of hard to explain that it feels a little bit more mature which i really enjoy um aside from that i'm just keeping up with a lot of other stuff while keeping up not that's not exactly true. I'm falling behind on a lot of other stuff, like uh, like Kill La Kill uh, and Solar Spoon uh, season two and things like that.
0: Anything you've been reading uh, recently? Uh,
1: lately I've been kind of busy slash lazy, and I've just been reading uh, the stuff on Crunchyroll and Manga Box. But a lot of the stuff is actually really good. Uh, I really like uh, a lot of those like uh sort of survival uh I wouldn't call them horror like kind of uh, violent survival manga like uh, Fort of Apocalypse. I love that, even though I really don't like zombies. Um, and uh, uh, As the Gods Will, that one's really good. Um, on manga MangaBox uh, the Attack on Titan spoof Yonkama is like really funny uh, more funny than it really deserves to be um, and I also really like Billion Dogs it sucks that manga box chapters are really short but it's like this, that's basically the kind of standard manga that I really like it's like uh, two teenagers who are trying to steal, steal billions of dollars from like corrupt government and stuff like that I just really like that kind of thing uh,
0: so how, how did you get yourself interested in uh, both anime and manga how did you, basically, when did it get started for you?
1: Uh, The first anime that I have ever seen is Doraemon, but that was when I was, like, really little. Um, My parents used to rent VHS tapes uh, from this uh, Chinese video store, and I thought it was a Chinese cartoon when I was, like, six or something. Um, But it was probably late elementary school, like, when I was nine or so. Um, that my story is pretty much the same as a lot of other people it was Pokemon and Sailor Moon Uh, so I got really into those in late elementary school and middle school I started branching out into other anime and then by high school is when I got really hardcore into it probably Um, that's when I started drawing my own uh, comics and getting really into it Um, things like that so yeah uh, kind of a boring story but it's kind of the typical I guess (laughs)
0: So uh, when I was uh, running my own anime club in school, or basically getting it started, I went to look around the internet and find out what other anime clubs were doing. I then similar to MIT Anime Club. So I want to first start with uh, how that experience was like, because I learned that MIT Anime was pretty big.
1: Yeah, uh, it sort of depends on when you are looking up the information. But um, so I joined the club in 2007 as a freshman. Um, and at that point, it was, uh, it was not at the peaks that, uh, that is, I guess the club was formerly famous for. Um, in the past, uh, it was big enough that it could take – that the, the meetings were in this really big lecture hall, and it would fill up all the seats, and people would be sitting in the aisles and stuff like that. Um, so it was like standing room only, totally. By the time that I got there, 2007, um, it was much diminished from that. Um, <laughs> um, due to various circumstances, uh, most of which just have to do with changing, uh, like, the, the way that people view anime had been changing uh, from them. But um, I guess overall, if I were, was to explain, um, you know, what we sort of did or what my experience was, um, the club is uh, ultimately was, you know, much more intimate, much smaller um, and not nearly as, uh, as grand as it had been before, but it was definitely the place that I met you know, some of the best friends of my life. Um, it was, uh, those were like my core friends throughout college uh, because I just can't uh, socialize with people who don't like anime, I guess. Um, and yeah, uh, there were issues. There were a lot of things that, um, especially going into it, um, you know, weren't that great. Uh, but we made the best out of it, and it was a really good experience overall. Did being a part
0: of a club change your attitude in regards to anime, or did it relatively stay the same?
1: Uh, Actually, what's kind of interesting for this, and this is sort of one of the reasons that I think that, um, you know, I I encourage people to go to anime clubs more if they can. Um, It totally changed my perspective, I guess, on anime and, like, the kinds of things that I watch. So, I mean, I still love the stuff that I loved in high school. Like, I love fluffy shoujo manga, and I love, like, really uh, weird and, I guess, kind of violent state in manga. Um, but uh, with the club, um, because the people that I were hanging out with were, like, the people who are sort of the most uh, hardcore but have a lot of different tastes, uh, I ended up watching a lot of things that I normally wouldn't have watched uh, on my own. And I ended up actually liking a lot of it, even though they were outside the genres that I usually enjoyed. Um, I also learned a lot more about, uh, I guess, different parts – of anime fandom because of that um so yeah like the things that i like now are really uh shaped pretty strongly by what i experienced in those four years um and uh, i mean it's sort of a tangential but um i also like before when i was in high school and i watched anime uh, it was all like you know in my room alone um uh, you know, after after midnight or something like that. Um, but watching it in a group, especially for certain anime titles, um, it's a really great experience. It's really different. Um, so I started to enjoy that kind of stuff more. Um, what's been the biggest
0: change that, ex- that you experienced from when you was there in 2007 and then when in, you was there until 2011? Uh, what Was there anything specific that was different compared to then?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. When I came in in 2007 as a freshman, uh, you know, I sort of hinted that uh, it had uh, dwindled a lot since previous years. Um, one of the things, like what what, what happened with me is um, I went in on the first day uh, of the first meeting of the year, and then I never came back for like another like two months or something. Um, and the reason for that is um, – at that first meeting, the number of students, uh, like actual MIT students who went to the club, um, was much diminished. But the number of people who were not students was still quite high. And a lot of those people are, like, they're totally fine. But there are some, uh, you know, some individuals who, uh, let's just say, have, like, pretty socially unacceptable behavior. Um, things that, you know, like you sort of see people at conventions and stuff like that be yeah. uh, really awkward and... Uh, uh, you know, lacking common sense, um, being rude and stuff like that. So we had a lot of people who were uh, sort of older men um, who obviously don't look like MIT students. Um, it just didn't feel like a college club. It felt like a bunch of, you know, older guys watching anime. Um, yeah, and as I said, they just exhibited really uh, unacceptable behavior. So a really, uh, as you know, a 19, 18, 19-year-old 19 girl uh, who was really excited to meet a bunch of nerds my age, um, coming into it, I was kind of freaked out, uh, so I stayed away for a while. Um, but eventually, I got into, uh, I started hanging out with, you know, the actual students who ran the club and stuff like that. Um, and I uh, eventually became an officer, uh, started as librarian and then, you know, other stuff like vice president and then president and stuff like that. Um, but we basically shifted the focus. So before it was just, you know, let's just show this anime, let's spread anime. To as many people as possible, including people who are not uh, necessarily the MIT community. Um, but we sort of shifted our focus to uh, providing more of like a social space for students, because uh, if it's just to spread watching anime, um, the atmosphere for that had changed quite a bit since you know the height of the anime club. Um, people can watch anime on their own. Uh, much more easily now. At that time, you know, 2007, um, it was, you know, all fan subs. So it was super easy to get. Now there are even more legal ways to do it. So um, you don't really need a club to come, like, expose you to new things is sort of most people's uh, impression. Uh, so we changed a lot of the, our showing formats, actually. Um, we put on different events and stuff like that. Previously, when I when I first went in, our showing format was, like, four hours long. You watched, like, ten episodes um, total in a dark room, and it's quiet, and uh, there's like a little bit of social time. Uh, we changed the format. We made it much shorter. We um, kept the lights on. We, had a, we went to a smaller room, so it felt more intimate, so you're closer together with people, and you can talk to them and stuff like that. Um, we just did a lot of changes like that, um, also uh, making it closer to campus so that it's not so far to walk to. Um, just things like that um and then we also made it uh you know in order to focus on the actual school community we made it mit students only plus their guests um and that helped bring in a lot of people who normally might have been scared off so uh yeah so those are basically some of the main changes and um it's still small it's still you know not filling the entire lecture hall or whatever um but uh and i haven't i haven't been there, back there for like a year and a half so i don't really know what the status is right now um but since uh the when the time that i left um, it's been much more stable is the uh impression that i sort of have like you can actually get a crop of a pretty good crop of freshmen every year um and then the, the people just like come and make friends with each other um you know like so uh um, even even after I left, it still feels like you know people just go and hang out in the club room and um, share their interests and things like that. So that's sort of the change that happened. So
0: I guess with like all these uh, new uh, legal streaming channels like Crunchyroll, Hulu, and stuff like that, nowadays it will be more it will be more for clubs to try and come up with events to, s- to start socializing instead of actually watching anime. Or they should still plan on watching anime, but at the same time there should be more of a focus on just getting people involved essentially
1: yeah basically at one point we even thought about getting rid of uh showings at all and just doing events but we decided to keep them just because um they're a way for everybody to meet up once a week and just you know hang out and we'll watch some things together but also socialize with each other but yeah i mean the landscape is definitely changing i mean um you know from two thousand. Four or whatever onward, and even even more recently now, now that everything is streaming legally, um, but the the idea that uh, clubs you know curate content and then spread them to people uh, is just not really relevant anymore. I mean, back in the day. Um, people used to, you know, VHS fan subs and stuff like that. It was much harder to get anime, so that was sort of the club's role. Now it's not just, it's just not really relevant anymore. So, um, the same reason, like, conventions, people don't go to conventions just for the viewing rooms anymore. That's ludicrous. I mean, you some people still go to them, of course. Um, but the point of cons is to hang out with other fans and actually do things, so it's sort of the same thing.
0: So with this changing landscape, like, what type of advice would you give to a person or a group that might want to start an anime club? Or uh, is there any type of advice to any anime clubs that might need help right now?
1: Um... That's an interesting question. I think a lot of this really depends on what kind of, um, you know, if, if it's a college or something, trying to figure out how to fit it to that college's culture. Because, uh, you know, we ha- we uh, did some stuff with, like, Wellesley Anime Club, for example, and um, their approach is very different. It's very su- successful for them. It wouldn't work for us. Um, They put on a lot of very, very grand social events that were really awesome, um, but that's not really what we would do. Um, So I think it it has to sort of be tailored to the type of people, but um, ultimately, I guess I would say, uh, fine, like, uh, you you sort of need to understand um, what people are trying to come to club for, and it's almost, nowadays, it's almost always not just watching you anime it's mostly to find people who have similar interests to you um to make friend groups and stuff like that so tailor events to that sort of thing um like for example we uh started doing stuff like uh going out to lunch just like to uh just as a group and stuff like that really has nothing to do with anime aside from in fact we'd go to japanese places and stuff um but it's like an excuse to get off campus because we never get off campus um and things like that um or um you know we'd put on uh uh so the club has always sort of done uh, a couple events uh one of which is like karaoke at the end of the year um and then this other event called brain reset where we just show a bunch of really crazy anime um and so like things like that that are a little bit different uh brain reset's always been really good for us because uh it's right before exams and we just use it to unwind um and stuff like that so yeah i think it's just uh know your audience i guess and uh, provide provide utility to your users because um, showing's just not going to cut it anymore.
0: Okay, I'll leave with this. Although I expect this will take a good portion of the time, since you get to tell us about Anime Club stories. I know you have <laughs> some great and terrible ones, so feel free to share with the rest of the viewing public.
1: Okay, great and terrible ones. Um, let's see. I think um. I think talking a little bit about the uh, the more colorful, I guess, individuals who used to frequent the club, um, it's, a, it's a little gossipy, I guess, but um, uh, I just sort of want to illustrate. Uh, I just really like talking about this, so I'm just going to go ahead. Um, but yeah, some of the people, a lot of the people who came in were, you know, actually pretty cool um, and had really co- really great taste and stuff like that. Um, but we also had uh, people you would consider sort of con creepers, I guess. Uh-oh. Um, so, um, there was one guy who, uh, let's see, uh, there was one guy who brought, like, giant plastic trash bags full of, uh, soda cans to screenings, um, and, uh, so he, I guess he was trying to collect the deposit on the cans or something like that, (laughs) um, yeah, but he would, you know, take soda cans from other people, were not finished with their drinks and stuff like that right in front of them and stuff like that was like super rude we had people like change their clothes in the middle of showings we had people leave pizza crusts on their seats and stuff like that it was like super nightmare (laughs) um Snoring during anime, making like gross lewd comments during anime, and like not even like funny ones. You know, it's just like hur, 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 this this fan service anime. Sure is fan servicey. It's just like okay, guys. Um, I'm probably just gonna leave it at that because uh, some of the stories get a little crazy. <laughs> uh, I, think I probably shouldn't go too far into those. Um, I guess good, good, I guess good, good, I good. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I'd call this good. Uh, interesting stories. Um, Uh, ARC, since we're uh, the MIT anime club, um, and Japan really likes uh, good colleges because education is so important. Um, we got, uh, you know, it it gets a lot more attention, I guess, than some other clubs would. Um, so this is not really club related necessarily, but, um, there've been a lot of opportunities that have been specific to, um, anime and MIT. Uh, so for example, um, the director of, uh, Girl Who Lived Through Time Summer Wars, Wolf Children, um, has come to MIT three times, uh, twice to premiere two of his movies, like actual US premieres there, um, which has been pretty cool, uh, so... Um, being able to like uh, watch uh, this, you know, the latest movie before anybody else can, and have like Q and A's and autographs and stuff like that was super awesome. Um, similarly, we had uh, the CEO of Krypton, uh, Krypton, who you know produces uh, Vocaloid um, Hatsune Miku and friends, I guess in, uh, specifically. Like he came and he did sort of like lectures and stuff uh, that were really interesting. Um, and then I guess specific to us. Um, there's uh, apparently a Japanese television production studio or something like that uh, nearby, I think in New York. And uh, for various reasons, they came to talk about MIT and like do a little like TV special on my team. Um, and they found out that there's an MIT anime club. Um, so they uh, asked us if we wanted to be on Japanese television. <laughs> Um, and, uh, so, so we did, and it was like really interesting experience and also super scripted. <laughs> like, um, like, uh, so we, we were on Japanese television twice. I'll talk about the first time. First, the first time was the better, better time, I guess. Um, it was for an NTV show that's just about, uh, colleges and stuff like that. And they talked about MIT, and then they, uh, visited the club. And so th- what they wanted us to do is like, we would be in our club room and then, the camera would come and walk in, and we have to act natural, act like you're just hanging out in the room, and then, and then all turn to the camera and say, oh hi, how are you? Welcome to the MIT Anime Club and stuff like that. It was super fake. It was really funny though. And then they're like, okay, does anyone here draw? All right, so I draw, right? And they're like, okay, why don't you like draw something? Pretend you're in the middle of drawing something, and then show it to the camera. Oh wow, you're drawing something. That's so cool. Wow, it looks so good and stuff like that. It was just really funny. I also thought it was really funny that, like, despite that, um, they also, like, totally focused on all the white people (laughs) instead of, uh, so I'm Asian, so instead of me, because it's just more interesting, like, whoa, white people who are into anime, that's so cool. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so it was just, like, really funny and really awkward. um, But that was the good experience. Um, and, And, like, we ended up watching the footage for it, and it wasn't, it was, it was very obviously scripted, but it was actually kind of fun. It wasn't that bad. Uh, the second time it was the same. It was the same studio, uh, or I guess production. I don't even know what their their they really are. But um, this time was a very different show. Uh, the first one was uh, NHK, right? The second one was on TBS. So. Um, as far as I can gather what it, is, what it was, I think it's, like, two Japanese comedians, like, totally dressed in, like, manzai wear, you know, like, like with really tacky suits and giant bow ties and stuff like that. They look really hilarious. Um, and they basically came in to sort of, like, mock uh, nerds who like anime. It was super lighthearted. It wasn't, like, mean or anything, but it was also just really... A funny and awkward so they came in you know and they asked us about like oh what kind of anime do you like what is your dream and things like that and then they asked so um they asked like who our favorite anime characters were but not in the normal way like basically what anime characters do you fancy um, so some of the guys felt like really awkward about it except this one guy one of my uh, one of my club mates who was super innocent and he just answered everything like really happy and cheerily So it was like, uh, I think he liked uh Nai no Sora Naegi, uh, whatever um, From uh, Star. So they were like, oh, so this is the character that you like And he's like, yep He's like, do you wish that she was your girlfriend? He's like, yep do you like her because she has wings? There's, like, one illustration where she has, like, wings and stuff. And was like, yep, yeah, do you want to have wings? Yep. So it was, like, super cute, but also super awkward. Um, so they were, they were totally there to, to make fun of us. Um, and they asked everyone, do you have a girlfriend? Do you have a boyfriend? And I was just like, uh, it was so bad. Um, so after that, everyone was like, yeah, I don't want to watch the footage for this. I'm so embarrassed and stuff. I thought it was really funny, but also super awkward. Um, and then, um, the lady who, uh, contacted us, who had, uh, worked on that previous time, she actually, like, apologized to us. <laughs> but it was, it was, it was good times. Uh, probably something a lot of us tried to forget, but... I, in hindsight, it was really funny. So. <laughs> I'm surprised there's, like, no
0: outtakes of that anywhere on- online or <laughs> something like that. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Like, yeah. the first time we did it, um, they sent us the video. The second time we did it, like, after a while, they didn't send us a new video. So I was just like, huh, do we want to see the video? Well, I'll just go ahead and ask. And then so I asked about it, and they were like, oh, yeah, we'll send you that. And then they never sent it to us, and then, like, we sort of lost contact. So I think, like, they were also probably just like, yeah, I feel really bad about this. But hopefully the people in Japan who are watching got a laugh out of it.
0: <laughs> so, all right, Thanks a lot, uh, Jen- uh, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. And that's it for uh, this chat. I uh, hope to see you guys later. All right.
1: Bye.